Christian Parenting. Hey, welcome back to the Moms at Work podcast. I am so glad that you're here. I'm your host and friend, Jeanette. Here at the Moms at Work podcast, we are all about creating a safe place for us moms to work hard, love our families, and serve the Lord. Hello, hello. I'm so glad that you're here at Moms at Work. Today, we are hanging out with, well, we are wrapping up summer. My kids are back in school. Most kids, I think, are back in school, or they go back the first week of September after Labor Day which is next week. (laughs) Time is going fast. And as we wrap up summer, I'm really excited to hang out with my friend, Steph Thurling. Steph is the executive director of Christian Parenting, and she is here to share some lessons that she learned as as she went through her first summer as a working mom. I really love this conversation. I thought it was so much fun, and I am just excited for you to hear what she has to share with us. I have a couple really fun announcements slash just Let's chat for a second before we get into today's conversation. If you listen to my other show, It's Time for Coffee, it is under a new name and there is a trailer out for you to listen to. We have rebranded It's Time for Coffee to the Joy Millionaire podcast. I would love for you to go take a listen over there. The trailer is out. The heart of the show is in that trailer. I'm just really excited for this new change and new pivot over there. Everything over here at Moms at Work is staying the same, but It's Time for Coffee is now the Joy Millionaire podcast. One of the things Steph and I mentioned at the end of the show is the noteworthy cards from Christian Parenting. I'm going to have those links in the description below, as well as my brain dump worksheet. This is something that I love. It has helped me so much organize my thoughts and my weeks and the stress and everything that comes along with being a working mom. I have that linked for you below. It is free for you. So that's linked uh, with the noteworthy cards. Now, without further ado, I cannot wait to share with you my conversation with Steph, a few lessons that she learned in her first summer as a working mom. Enjoy. Okay, Steph, we've been chatting and which is fun. I like talking with you. (laughs) I like talking with you. (laughs) I'm so thankful that we have the friendship that we do because, I mean, really and truly your work brought you into my life in such a fun way. But let's talk a little bit about like who you are, what your role is. And then I guess I'm kind of like a little bit talking to my boss here. (laughs) (laughs) Something like that. Something like that. So Steph Thurling, thank you for joining us. Tell us about you. Yes. So my name is Steph. I am a mom to three. And then I'm married to Trevor. We've been married 14 years and we live in Minnesota. And that's my family. We also have a dog named Marigold who is not in her crate right now. So here's hoping that she doesn't interrupt us. My kids aren't home, but my dog is. Oh, well, and the good news is I am a fantastic editor. And the funny thing is... So I've heard. (laughs) The funny thing as I say that because I edit a lot of Christian parenting shows, which Steph, you are what is your what's your legit title with with Christian parenting? So I am the executive director of Christian parenting. And yeah. I started about a year ago. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. crazy. What a yeah. fast year. It's gone by very fast. It's yeah. been a steep learning curve in many ways, but I've learned a lot and I absolutely love what I do. It mm. is it's just my dream job. Yeah. 
and working with the people we were we were gushing about the people that we get to work with and so yes. i have a i have a unique position because i'm a podcaster for christian parenting but i also edit a lot for christian parenting as like the producer side and so i get kind of like the sweet side of both like i get to work with all the christian parenting people but i also get to work with all the christian parenting hosts so it's like a really fun role yeah you know our podcast network very well I do, and I love them all. Uh, so this is – so you and I were talking – it was like May, end of May, early June, um, probably talking about Taylor Swift if we started there. I'm still talking about Taylor Swift. <laughs> we were talking about Taylor Swift, but separately we were talking about work. And I think I said something on my Instagram about working mom in the summertime, and you said, I'll let you know once I'm done. Because this is legitimately <laughs> – you, it was like your first summer as a working mom. It was. It was my first summer as a working mom. So I worked in ministry in junior high and middle in um, junior high and high school ministry for a long time. And then when my son, my oldest, was one, I stepped away from congregational ministry. And I've been home since. So ten years, I was home with my kids. I did run a, another ministry called Raising Prayerful Kids with one of my dear friends um, for about five years. So we were doing that. But very much on the side and like in between, you know, nap time and the cra- all the cracks of time that you find as a mom. I was just doing that. But my primary role was mom. And this job, we got connected with Christian Parenting, my um, coworker, Sarah, and I, because when our book was published, they I was on the Part in the Mess podcast, and then they asked us to come and speak at the digital event and just kind of met the Christian Parenting staff then. And then when this role came up for executive director, they reached out to me and asked me to apply. Um, And then here I am. So it was not a role that I was necessarily looking for. But when I look back at all of the steps that I've gone through to get to this role, I see that is so where God wanted me and where God was leading me the entire time. There were so many times right after college, I went to seminary got my master's in youth, family, and culture because I was going to work in ministry for the long run. And I just started to fall more in love with the parents and the kids and ministering to them. Not, I mean, I just loved ministering to the parents that were coming into my office with questions. And so I really wanted to be in parent ministry, but I didn't know what that would look like. And then I was home with my kids and I loved that time, but I always knew I was meant to work. And so I just kind of spent a lot of years being like, God, what am I doing? Like, what am I doing? Where do you have me going? There has to be something that you have planned for me. And this is this is it. So, so here cool. I am. Oh, I love yeah. that. Uh, I always say that I started this creative endeavor after Zoe came home. So like all of my brain power and everything, even working time, uh, went into dossiers and USCIS and this crazy world of adoption. And so when she came home and then she started school like six months later, I was like, I have so much free time on my hands as a mom. That sounds really crazy. But I also just was like, they're all away. What do I do? And that's when I like really sat down and prayed and was like, okay, God, like I know you've given me some abilities. Like where are we going to go and what are we going to do? And that's how It's Time for Coffee was started. Uh, But now I look at – when Christian Parenting said, hey, we need a a working mom's podcast, I was like, yes, that's a great idea. And just like nodded at them. And our friend Jill was like – no, we're asking you, would you please do this? <laughs> and I was like, oh, I'm a working mom. You're right. Like I legitimately balance a very full like editing and work schedule with 
mothering. Yes, I will start a podcast mm-hmm. for working moms. <laughs> it's such a funny thing. And so my job is so untraditional that I can like maneuver my schedule. And so there's times where I feel like I uh, am missing the mark with some of our moms because I'm like, I just can often like even in the summer, like I can work in the evenings or I can, I can bust out a little bit of what I need to do and just kind of maneuver because I don't have a typical nine to five, but I'm guessing mm-hmm. your schedule this summer looked like traditional nine to five and full-time children. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, it did, <laughs> which was very new. And yeah. I do also have the benefit of working entirely remotely. So I am at home. Mm-hmm. Um, but that doesn't mean we didn't need help. So we did have a nanny this summer for the oh, first good. time, which was a weird thing to do because for 10 years, my summers have been, we're going to go to the lake and we're going to go do this and we're going to mm-hmm. go on this adventure and mini golf. And then this was the first summer that I sent someone else to do those things with yeah. my kids, Yeah, which was different. Yeah. Was there this sense of shame or guilt that you felt as you invited a nanny into your home? I don't know if I would say shame or guilt. Good. Because I think I've been prepared for this role for a long time. I do think – and my kids are older. So my kids are are in school full-time during the school year. And so I think that if I had started this job when my kids were younger, I definitely would have felt that. And I would have had to work through those emotions. I think that would be very much how I felt. This was more really just like FOMO. (laughs) Oh, yeah. 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 Like I don't don't want her to go take them to – you know, the theme park. Like I want to take them to the theme park and kind of working through probably jealousy Mm. is what I had to work through. That's so good. That's, isn't that different? Like there's, it's, I, and in my brain, I'd be like, I could probably swing both. I could bring my computer (laughs) (laughs) when in all reality, it's like you're halfway in all of those. Like that's not being where your feet are. And so that's, that's why. So tell me with jealousy then, which is, which is such a fascinating concept for moms because I think that that's not unheard of. I think mm-hmm. even when our kids start preschool or daycare or anything younger, there's probably this like little twinge of jealousy that somebody else is going to see the first or somebody else is doing this for them. So how did you work through the jealousy of it? I think that I'm lucky in the sense that I really feel called to my job. Mm-hmm. And I have kids who actually feel very strongly that I'm called to my job. And so we're kind of in this unique place where anytime I've said anything like, this is really hard, like I'm adjusting and we're learning. They're like, yeah, but you're supposed to be doing this. God wants you to do this. Mm -hmm. And so that's that's really, I realize unique, but that was helpful. But I think the idea is, remains whether or not you feel called to your job or because you have to work and you don't necessarily feel called to the position that you're in. I think just surrendering it to the Lord and being like, this is where you have me right now. And I don't know why, and maybe I don't like it all the time, but this is this is where I am. And so I yeah. just need you to work on my heart. And just, which sounds so overly spiritual, but I think it's really important first step. And yeah. it may not be the most practical because you might not like feel a good result after that. But really practically, after I was just very intentional and praying over my job and praying over those emotions, I just think I had to remember, like, I'm not missing out on my kids. Like I'm still able to do fun things with my kids yeah. and I just have to learn to be more intentional with the time that we do have and just like 
plan it out and make sure that we're really having fun and connecting. And for me, for someone who's always loved working and being busy and like having a purpose, I actually find it a little bit easier because now I'm like, okay, I did a thing that I feel called to all day long. And now I get to focus my attention on my other calling, which is my kids. Mm -hmm. So just that mindset switch of like, I'm not missing my kids completely. They're not going away. Yeah. They're just gone for a while. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's, it's a funny thing that we feel this like fear or burden as summer hits. But when our kids are in school, we don't feel that. Like, I I mean, like I send my kids to school. We don't homeschool or anything. Like we're really traditional in that sense. But like Mm -hmm. I send them away. I don't feel guilty for sending them to school, but I do make sure that my evenings are more open. So when they're home, I'm available. But it's a funny thing that like, just because it's a summer, the season is summer that we're told, well, you have to do double duty or you have to be available. It's it's a very interesting thought as moms where it's like, no, it's like, it's no, no different. Just yeah. Different well, season. and I think when you talk to even your friends who aren't working, who are home with their kids, by the end of the summer, I feel like everyone's saying two things. Everyone wants structure yeah. <laughs> for your kids, whether you're working yeah. or not. We all want the structure right about now. And everyone, whether you're working or not, is saying, I don't know if we did all everything we wanted to do this summer. I feel like we missed a few things. You know, yeah. like there's that yeah. weird, I want my kids to go back to school, but I also feel like we didn't do everything. Yeah. And you're never going to feel like you did it all, even yeah. if you're not working. Yeah. So I think lowering so expectations, right? Like For sure. And that leads us straight into, I would love to know, what did you learn this this summer as a working mom? My biggest thing is that everybody around me needs to just drop those expectations of me, of what I'm making for dinner. There's a lower expectation of really how how we all just, we're all a little bit feral in the, in the Tapley house in the summertime. It's a little bit wild. Um, so we lower expectations. <laughs> um, yeah, that was going to be my number one thing. Is, okay, number that's one. my... All of parenting, whenever people say, what's your number one parenting tip, is lower your expectations. That is just like – and that doesn't mean let everything slide all the time, but it just means as moms, we hold ourselves to a standard of perfection. And sometimes when I – at least for me, when I'm starting to feel out of control in my parenting or at work or my house is a mess or whatever, whenever I start to feel any like out of controlness, yeah, I'm going to make up a word there. Then I start to expect perfection from my kids too. And that's not fair. And from my mm-hmm. husband. You know, everyone all of a sudden is supposed to be perfect because I realize I'm not. And that's not right. So yeah. that's like what I have to work through. So lowering expectations mm-hmm. for, I mean, just everything. I told you yesterday, my my boys, I gave them a bag of gummy bears and sent them outside and was like, don't come back in. And I made them count the gummy bears because oh, <laughs> I gave them yeah. one bag and they had to split it. And I was like, I don't want you to come back being like, Calvin ate all the gummy bears. Griffin ate them all and getting in a fight. So they like counted them out. And I sent him outside to some hammocks and was like, go, relax, have fun. See you later. Eat your gummy bears. It may be dinner time, but just do it. Yeah. <laughs> just that probably bought you a, a maybe maybe an hour. It actually bought me a really long time. Oh, good job. See? Yeah, I feel, I mean, probably like an hour, but that felt like a long time. But I think just the excitement of that too, like just doing things a little bit different is not every day that I'm like, have a bag of candy and go have fun with your brother. But I think because that was something new and different, they were like Mm -hmm. cool and excited about it. Yeah, You know, just thinking outside the box a little bit. For sure. That's, to me, that's like a yes thing. Like I feel like in the summertime, I try to say yes a little bit more than I can in the summer in the school year because the school year is a little mm-hmm. bit more structured. So a little bit more yeses 
as, especially as big kids, like like the big question at our house is, can we get Panda? They want to go to Panda Express all the time. And I'm like, we can't go as much as you off, you want because we'll be part owners in the Panda Express here in town. Um, <laughs> so, but saying yes a little bit more has saved me a little bit of time and, and honestly, like ease. So that's mm-hmm. like that gummy bear, that gummy worm situation is a great, it's a great solution. I mean, and summer is supposed to be fun. Like I also hope that sometimes I think in my parenting is kind of a general rule of thumb. I try to say yes or support things that are creating a bond between siblings, mm-hmm. Even, like within reason. So like yeah. sometimes if they're staying up late because my boys crawled into each other's beds and they're chit-chatting and I really want them to go to sleep, I'm like, I'll let it go a little longer because they're being yeah. really sweet to each other and they're really building on their relationship. So yeah. I, I hope that there are moments throughout the summer that I'm not involved in, but they're bonding as siblings because mm-hmm. that relationship is so important and I don't yeah. have to be a part of all of it. Right. That's a that's a big one for us. Uh, I think it's Jenny Allen who said anytime her kids, if they were together grabbing food, mom and dad paid. Like it was just like an easy like we're going to go to Sonic and it's like, okay, here's my debit card. And that we have modeled that or we have taken that from Jenny and, and have definitely like done that So because it's like then it's just easier. It makes it sweeter. And it's our boys work together at summer camp this year. So it wasn't always that because they as like a little pod of like camper camper coaches, uh, camp counselors, basically they would go to like Chick-fil-A every, like every Monday is Chick-fil-A every Tuesday is Whataburger. I'm like, not doing that. (laughs) But if you two are deciding to go out and do something, I will pay for that. (laughs) I was like, again, they're going to go to Panda Express together every day. Every day. They're like, we're going together, you said. So that's uh, – what is another lesson that you learned this summer in your first summer working from home and being a working mom? I think asking for help. Mm. I'm not very good at asking for help. And just – well, one, like getting a nanny. That's one yeah. – the obvious way to get help. Um, but asking, like, even my husband, like, I really need help with meals. I really need help with laundry or my neighbor, you know, like, Hey, I'm, I'm short on help today. And my kids are kind of running around. Can they come to your house? Like, I know the kids are playing happily outside, but can they, can your house be home based today? Mm -hmm. And you maybe feed them lunch. And I have that relationship with my neighbors. So it's an easy ask, but I'm usually the one who's like, yeah, bring the kids over. I'll help you with this. We can, you know, and it's like, People are wanting to help you. People are willing to give you support, but you have to ask for it and Mm -hmm. let people know what you need. Because I always tell my kids, like, I cannot read your mind. If you don't tell me, I can't help you. And (laughs) that goes for me too, you know, with everyone around me. Yeah. That's so good. That's so true. I think asking for help is such a humbling thing. It shouldn't equate in like – it shouldn't be humiliating for us to ask for help. It should be humbling in the sense of saying like – I just can't do it all. And I really just need one day a week where someone else pops in for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even just like for asking help with just like, I need a break. Like even if it's oh, not for yeah. getting work done, but just like, hey, my husband and I need a date night. Like, do you want to watch my kids? And then I'll watch your kids or yeah. can we just come hang out for a little bit? Like, it's just not something we're very good at in general. And I've had to do a lot more of it this summer, even with my parents. I'm lucky enough to live close to my parents. But to say, like, hey, I really need help driving. Yeah. Like, I just really need this. Can you help me do, you know, so. 
Or I'm, I have a podcast and I really need the kids out of my house. Can you please yeah. take them? <laughs> I really just need quiet for just a few minutes I while I record. A quiet home. <laughs> Which is why I don't record often on in the summertime because I'm like, well, one, our internet is being all sucked up into everyone's phones. I don't know if that's actually science, but in my brain, if everybody's home, the internet lags. So and it feels real. So there we are. Feels real. Scientific evidence of it happening. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, there was something I was gonna add to that, asking for help. And oh, did you interview Allie Worthington for your podcast? Mm-hmm. Oh gosh. What does she say? She says, uh, what do I need right now? Like mothering what ourselves. What do I need right what now? What do I need right now? And that is something as I asked myself that this summer, like, what do I need right now? I would I would tell Jesse, hey, I'm asking myself this question. And he's like, okay, well, what do you need? I'm like, I need this. What do you need? And so often we could like kind of tag team each other's needs in the sense of like, I need 15 minutes to sit in the sunshine and like not think. And he's like, okay, I got you. When you're done with that, I need the dishes done so that I can make dinner. It's like, cool, I got you. And so, so asking that question was so helpful for me this summer. Yeah. Okay. That kind of goes into my next one a little bit. Let's go. There are benefits to working. Mm -hmm. And after I read Allie's book and started asking the question, what do I need right now? There was, I told her um, that there was a moment where I just felt like so overwhelmed and just really like, why am I doing this? Why am I working? I'm exhausted. Nothing is getting done. Like, I feel like I'm just kind of failing everywhere like that. And I just was panicked. And I, stepped back, took some breaths and said, what do I need right now? And I said, I need to see a benefit. Like I need to take care of myself and I need to see a benefit. And so after that, I realized like I have a gift that my kids are with someone that they love every day and I get to work remotely. And there's nothing that is telling me I have to be sitting in my office all day long. And so I started going, I started going to Lifetime once a week and just like working outside and like someone would, I would order lunch from the cafe and someone would bring it to me and I would have like a little iced tea and get all my work done outside. And then it was easy to go in and get a quick workout in. And it just was a little bit of me time. Then I was like, I get to do this because I have a nanny, because I have a job. I get to have a gym membership and I can leave and go do something that other people can't. Cause then I would see some people with their kids, like running around the pool and they're like, where are your kids? I'm like, not here. Not here. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is Please just don't, me. Don't ask. <laughs> sitting at this delightful table with an umbrella working. But it was nice. It was just like a little treat. It felt like I was getting served a lunch and mm-hmm. a healthy lunch and I just got to be somewhere else. And so I just tried to like, what are some of the benefits of working? And some of it is like, I get a paycheck so I can have a lifetime membership. Yeah. I get to take advantage of going to Lifetime by myself without running around at the pool with my kids. I get to work there instead. Like there are benefits to it. And I think sometimes we need to almost like list those out when mm-hmm. we're feeling like, ugh, this is hard. Like yeah. what are the good things? Yeah, I think it's so good. Um, as we got Zeke re-registered for school this year, um, they kind of listed out some like facts for him and they were all really positive. But they were like, here's your GPA. Here's how your grades were. And he was like, what? And it was all like such great news. And I was like, okay. I like, I tucked it away in my brain. I was like, this kid needs facts. Like we operated a lot last year and and rightfully so on the feelings that were, that were going on. Like we, we kind of like jumped in and took care of feelings and just like, 
like helicoptered hard. And now we're pulling back and we're like, okay, here's the facts. The facts aren't bad. Like you're actually going in and back to school in a really great spot. So great news. But it was, but it was that like, we have to list out the facts because if we operate on feeling so often, oh, for sure. I'm a, I'm a, spiraler to the worst extreme where I'm like, this is, this is the worst thing in the entire world. I'll never, what is that? Uh, Joe, Joe exotic. Like I'll never financially recover from this. Like (laughs) I just spiral out of control. And when I look at the facts and the goodness, I'm like, oh, okay. This is actually really, really good. Yeah. And we don't do that enough. I don't think, especially as moms, because we do focus on our feelings and our feelings are liars and our feelings are dependent on our circumstance because it like there are some days I finish up work at five o'clock and I'm like, let me tell you about my day. It was the best day ever. And then sometimes I'm like, oh, my gosh, I can't even see straight. And yeah. I can't base how I feel about working on every single day because that wouldn't be an accurate picture of how I feel about my job, which is I love it. I feel yeah. called to it. And I'm so grateful to have it. And I just yeah. enjoy it all the time, but not every single minute, every single day. But that's like parenting, too, right? Oh, you can't sure. like base how you feel about parenting on every day. <laughs> No, if I base it even off of yesterday, I don't know that I'd be a parent much longer. (laughs) (laughs) And I had a good day yesterday. (laughs) Right? It's like you can't just be like, I'm going to quit every time you have a harder day or you're feeling bad about it or you're feeling jealous or guilty or shame or whatever it is that you're feeling about being a working mom. Like you can't go off. You got to think big picture and the facts. Like there are benefits to it. Oh, for so sure. many benefits. So and I think so often like the the paradigm or the paradox or whatever it is that we see as working moms is we well, should be staying at home, but also your family needs your your income. But you could be doing this, but you should be doing this. Like um so often the Proverbs 31 woman's held over us. Look at how look at how all the good work she did, but she also managed her household. But she also and it's like, okay. We can't, we can't like hold this as like the goal, but also be shamed for working. Like there's so many different, so many different there's ways to look at that. There's such a balance. Such a balance. I struggle with that all the time. Like I'm trying to figure out my fall. As the kids are headed back to mm-hmm. school, I'm like, okay, what's my schedule going to look like and how am I going to get everything done? And there's this temptation that I have as I think about what my day will look like. Then I'm like, well, I'll just wake up an hour earlier. And then I'll be able to do these things and then I'll be able to start my work day and then I'll get my kids ready. Then I'll start my work day and then I'll finish the work day and then I'll have dinner and then the activities. I'm like, I cannot wake up at 430 in the morning, just get going and then work all day and then take care of my kids. I I mean, I would be like totally burnt out, but there's so much temptation to say, I can just get up earlier. I can just work harder. I can just do more when really the solution is asking for help. Mm -hmm, Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite ways is I have that brain dump worksheet, like where you list out everything that's like plaguing your brain. And then as you like sort it out into the three boxes, then you say like, what can I ditch and what can I delegate? Like what actually matters? And then what can Mm -hmm. I delegate? If it matters, how can I move it off of my plate onto somebody else's plate? Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes that's just really having an open conversation with your husband. I think that has been hard for us, for me and Trevor with me going back to work is – At first, I thought, okay, well, we're just going to like, he's just going to take on some of my at-home mom responsibilities and he's just going to be, help me like know all of the things more. And I quickly learned that he's just like not good at knowing all of the things. Like he cannot figure out the schedules. He can't do the lunches. Like he just isn't 
that's just not how he's wired. Yeah. And so he just needed more of like a, what can I do? Like step-by-step, like a more practical thing instead of this kind of abstract knowing of balancing the calendar, you know, like all that mental load stuff. Like he just was like, I don't know what you want from me here. So it was more like, I need you to like do these loads of laundry. I need you to be in charge of the grocery shopping and these meals. And like, this is what I need from you. And we kind of work together with what will work for you. What will work for me? This is like, how can you respond to the help? that I need. How can we make this work for our family? Because we can't yeah. hire everything out as great yeah. as it would be. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I would love a private chef and somebody who cleaned my house like even once a week. That'd be amazing. But I know. I always look it up and I'm like, are, maybe I, I can work? just do it. Yeah. And then I and then I look and I'm like, just kidding. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I really I really do need this money that I make. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't just spend it all on a chef mm-hmm. as much as that would be really great. I know. And I wish I had – I think the season – like the week or two that you're in before school starts, I consider that twilight season where it's like you're anticipating the change. It hasn't happened yet. How do I make it work? Kind of that like I can't make any changes quite yet. So it's just that twilight where you feel stuck. And and I'm like – I think we're a week or two ahead of you. So we're just in our first week of full school mode. And the beauty is Jesse is on days. So he's working all this week too. And I'm just like crushing it. I feel so productive, all this stuff. And he'll be off next week and I will not be crushing it because he will be like tapping me like, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do now? He's almost worse than my kids during the summertime. (laughs) (laughs) I think those transitions are so hard. That's another thing that I feel like at least for our family and maybe that's just because it's been our first summer is I and because I'm home exclusively. And my husband goes into the office three to four days a week. Um, more of the weight of still managing what the kids are going to do with the nanny, making sure they she knows what's going on, still managing some of the stuff at home. Yeah. More of that falls on me than him. And that might change as we get into this. But yeah. this is my first summer. And so I feel like I had finally gotten a rhythm in the school year. Like I was like, okay, I think I got this. And then it was summer. And then I yeah. was like, well, now what? And now I'm kind of feeling like I got it. Yeah. And now we're going back to school and I'm going to have to readjust. So maybe next summer I'll totally crush it. I don't know. Yeah. Probably not. My expectations are going to be low. <laughs> yeah. We're going to lower those expectations. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Steph, I need to know, do you guys have a family hack or like mom hack that you guys like swear by at your house? Okay. This is going to give – this is a technology situation Oof, and everyone's going to get an Instagram ad now for oh. sure for it's fine. We'll <laughs> the skylight it. calendar. We oh, got Instagram one. ads for that. And I got all these Instagram ads and I ads and I was like, this looks really great. And I just never ordered it. And then all of a sudden Trevor comes home one day and he's like, I got this calendar that I saw on Instagram. And let me tell you, it is as great as Instagram makes it sound. Okay. So if you don't know what it is, you'll see it on your Instagram soon, but it's a digital calendar that is like nicely framed. Like it looks nice and you can, it connects to all of your different Google calendars and you can put it like you can have different views. So your schedule shows up in different ways. And so every, anything you put on your calendar automatically loads. And so it's big in your kitchen or wherever you want to put it. And then you can put the kids chores on there. And so they like really like being able to like click off when they do their chores so it's not really a hack, but it's just been a really big game changer for us this summer in keeping us on track. Because also I feel like the kids like 
that they can look at this digital thing more than my sloppy handwritten calendar. Yeah. Like they feel a little more like they know what's going on. So yeah. for organization and time management and scheduling, the Skylight calendar is really great. Okay. I've seen it. That wasn't an I've, ad, but it might be. <laughs> it should be. Um, I was looking at it and I've also even looked at it. I'm like, hey, well, what if we just bought like a computer screen and then just like mirrored our phone? I don't know how you would do it, but I'm like, we could probably make this, uh, which I don't know why I would make it more, you know, that's me making it harder. Because then you still, have, yeah, because then you still have to go buy the computer screen and stuff. I don't know. I just think no, it I was worth it. And it looks nice. And yes. I was in a meeting today and showed everyone. I was like, have I shown you this yet? <laughs> like, show and tell. Oh, that's so good. Okay, show I'm going to have to look time. into it. Because I love having – like, we use Cozy as a family, the Cozy app. Mm-hmm. And so I can yep. add everybody to that. Uh, and that that works out really well. And so I like that. And right now we just yeah. have, like, the dry eraser one that I didn't update all summer. So the boys were finally like, hey, mom, it's May. It says yeah. it's May. It's August. Yeah. Um, I had one that said July for a year and a half, so – Okay, you I got that. People. But I have a paper calendar, and I can read it. But then you start crossing stuff off, and things yeah. change, and the kids just didn't look at it as much. And this one has just—it's been great. So there you go. Okay. okay. Well, once it pops across my Instagram ads again, I will <laughs> dive into it. Uh, Steph, this has been so much fun. Thank you for sharing your lessons with us. Thank you for being honest about like the first summer that you go back to work and what it looks like because. I'm sure there was a lot of like worry as we, as you stepped into this season. And like we said, every season presents its own things, but you have done it so well and you have, um, you've had fun along the way. And I know that that's like the best part. So we can actually, we really can do both. Like it doesn't have to rule us one way or another. Yeah. I mean, it does help when you work with really great people and you get to have fun with your coworkers. It really is so fun. Yeah. Yeah. That is fun. I do enjoy that too. So, uh, Steph, thanks for hanging out with us. Say, oh, let's talk about your noteworthy cards real quick. Okay. Yeah. 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 This is our ad spot for Christian parenting and they're so cute. So tell me about your noteworthy prayers. Thank you so much. So I'm so excited about these cards. These are, they're like tear and share cards that you can customize for your kids. So each one has a scripture verse and like a little kind of inspirational message and then a prayer that you can, that you, your kids can read. And then on the back that you can write a little note. And if you don't even have time to write a note, just like draw a heart, you know, it doesn't have to be, there's text on there for you so that if you want to encourage your kids, it's already written for you. And then you can just add to it. I think sometimes we want to write like cute lunchbox notes or stick them on our kids mirrors and we don't really know what to say. And these are really specific for things that kids could be going through. Um, It actually follows our marked by prayer prayer journal. And so if you're following that journal, then whatever you're praying for that week, the noteworthy cards go along with that. So you can be praying for your kids and then also encouraging them. You don't have to buy them both. You can just buy the cards. Um, they're just a really good way to encourage your kids. And it makes it's supposed to just make it easy for you, just so mm-hmm. your kids know that you are praying for them and you love them. And they're really cute, so it makes it fun too. And this has 50 different encouraging notes. That's so good. I love it. I Yes. There are some blank ones in the back that you can kind of write your own. They're just a scripture with um, – like an encouragement and then more lines so that you can kind of customize even more of them. But there are 37 weeks that go with the prayer journal. It's awesome. Okay. I love that. Steph, thank you for doing that. Thanks for 
thanks for helping us be intentional parents and minister, like you said, to the parent heart that you, that you care so deeply about. It is truly like my joy. I love doing it. So thank you. Thank you for inviting me onto your podcast and to all your listeners for inviting Christian parenting onto your parenting journey. Thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Moms at Work. If you enjoyed today's episode, I would love it if you took a screenshot and shared it with a friend. The more the merrier over here at Moms at Work, and I just am excited to expand our community. Please be sure you've given a rating or review and that you're following the podcast on your favorite podcast player so that you never miss an episode. Okay, I'll see you next week.